It's time for Geocaching with Kids. Hey everyone, welcome to Geocaching with Kids. I am Derek Baker Six Clan, but I'm part of Baker Six Clan. Of course, I'm always joined with my wife uh, Jess, who we always call the Chaos Coordinator because our household is full of chaos that has to be coordinated. Yeah, from just our lives to Lego robotics four days a week now and a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on, plus homeschool. And dance. Yes, dance. dance. So there's just so much chaos that she helps us coordinate because I couldn't do it without her. I'm just going to say that right now. That's just, I would be completely lost. Mm -hmm. But we are also, and you already heard one of them, but we're joined by our nano kids, and they are... Nikki, SW Dancer. And Curtis Cam 25474. All right, so we haven't really been doing a lot of caching this last month because of all the chaos. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been very chaotic around here. Well, we haven't been caching together. I've, I've yeah. was able, I was able to go out on a trip to go do some gadgets uh, out in Jackson County, uh, Georgia, which was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, and you might be seeing some of those videos on Behind the Cache. And it was just really a lot of fun and just getting to see everybody and getting out there to be at an event. It was just mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah, we took the opportunity to take a trip to Joanne's while you were there. Because I've got some sewing to do, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about why there's some sewing going on after our interview. But, Jess, you wanted to talk about something that kind of leads into our interview today. Okay, so, um, kiddos. Yeah? What do you think generational caching is? Uh, something that has to do with caching that happens between generations? Exactly. So, like, family generations. Like, when we went to get the ape cache, how many generations did we have? Uh, three? Yeah. Three. Because Grandma and Grandpa were with us. And, and then, I don't know which generation Chewie is. Um, he, yeah, no. Um, anyway. He doesn't count as a generation on us. <laughs> Unless we had Human generation. Right. Human generations. How many human generations were with us? Three. Three. Isn't it kind of fun when we have Granite and Grandpa? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe some other friends and grandparents with us. Or um, we haven't really, we haven't gone with aunts and uncles, have we? No. We need to try to do that sometime. Yeah, we do. We need but to again, take Again, our cache was fun, as long as, but there, it was a good thing there wasn't a bear. Yes, that's right. true. It was very cold, long, dark. I'm not going to do it again. And it's done. Hot. We done. We done. We're done with it. I mean, I may eventually would like to go maybe to the ape event sometime, but that's just, I just want to go see the people and go hang out with some more cashers. That's I want to go through the tunnel again. Why okay. do you want to do that? It was so cold. Because Darn. it was so hot outside. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was all the cool interesting it. stuff. So we had the opportunity to talk to somebody who is actually... Um, a generational cashier. She had such an interesting story. She did, and I'm not. We're not going to give it away, but I thought it was really cool when she started cashing, and now that she's gotten some other ones cashing as well. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, let's get to our interview. All right, so I want to welcome Allie or Chiquita Pop to Geocaching with Kids, and. You may or may not have seen Allie in some of her videos, but if you've watched TikTok and you start looking for geocaching videos, you will find her. I tr trust me, you'll find her. And that's how 
I found her on TikTok and uh, noticed that she was caching with their kids. So, Allie, welcome to Geocaching with Kids. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So before we get into a lot of different stuff, kind of explain, tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been caching? And of course, how did you get your geocaching nickname? Of course. So goodness, I have been caching for a long time. I started probably around 2000, 2001, right around when geocaching came out with my younger brother and my dad. And we would geocache all the time. We started in Wisconsin. Then when we moved to Missouri for a couple of years, it really helped us explore the area and keep me and my brother busy and guessing. And we are a very competitive family. So it was <laughs> who can find it first. Um, and I've been doing it ever since. I did take a brief hiatus while I was in college and trying to figure out who I was going to become. Um, but after I had a daughter of my own, I decided it was time to pass down that tradition. So we actually have the GPS that we used when I was a kid. My dad sent it out. So oh, wow. that was nice. nostalgic and kind of fun. Yeah. And I took her geocaching. So, um, yeah, it was great to see her get excited about the same type of activity. It brings us together as a family mm -hmm. and just gets us out and about doing something a little bit different. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And and how did you come up with the your your geocaching nickname, Chiquita Pop? Uh, yes, Chiquita Pop 86. So um, when I was a kid, my mom loves cutesy nicknames, and <laughs> she thought I looked like a Chiquita Pop. I'm not quite sure what a Chiquita Pop is supposed to be, but uh, <laughs> that nickname has stuck throughout the years, and it ended up being my handle for most of my social media accounts to maintain some uh, anonymity, but also carry through with different platforms if someone wants to find me, whether it's Instagram or TikTok, it's right. the same wherever I am, even on my blog. So I think, uh, you know, just adding my birth year helped me make her nickname for me a little bit more mine, but right. that's where that came from. And that's really cool. And I really think it's really neat that you've been caching since pretty much the beginning of geocaching. So even that's as awesome. you were a kid mm -hmm. and now you've now you have a child of your own that you're getting a cache with and how has it changed um, geocaching, how's it changed from as you've been growing up through geocaching almost, I guess you're, Quite a bit of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I think there are some things that have stayed the same. The excitement about finding that cache in the woods, that Tupperware with a satellite system and writing your name and seeing who else signed the logs, looking at the little trinkets. I think that that aspect has maintained the same throughout the years. But the biggest difference is when I was younger, you had to make the decision that that was something you were going to do at some point in the near future. You had right. to log onto the web with dial-up, make right. sure you got into the <laughs> yes. site. You wrote down coordinates, you wrote down clues and hints and multiple caches, because if you couldn't find one, it wasn't something easily accessible on a phone. Right. Um, so you had this journal, a notebook of places you wanted to go with clues and hints, and then mm -hmm you manually put them into your handheld GPS. Whereas right. today we do use our handheld GPS when we're out hiking at state parks and 
in areas mm -hmm. with really poor reception, but most of the time it's, hey, we showed up early. We have 20 minutes before we're meeting someone for ice cream or before a dance class. And it's mm -hmm. like, let's see if there's a cash nearby. We're early for a doctor's appointment. Oh, look, yep. there's one across the parking lot. And you can just pull it up on your phone. You have all the information right there, the size, right. the location, the hints. And, um, you know, you, it's a much more, you can wing it or plan ahead, which is, it's really nice to be more spontaneous with it because you can fit it in more often. Right. Yeah. And that, and I think that's, we, when we started, we started back in 2012. Yeah. I always want to say 2011. I always want to add an extra year to it. It's 2012. <laughs> no, Nikki was two. Yep. Nikki was two, our daughter. And we've always pretty much cashed with our phones. So, and I mean, I do have a GPS somewhere. It's in one of my bags, but very rarely <laughs> do I ever break it out. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's for those that are just getting started into that. Yeah, I think that's, they don't realize that you can do it by your phone anymore. Mm -hmm. And phone and GPSs are getting so much better. Definitely. So, right. So, so when you were cashing as, um, when you first started cashing back with your dad, mm -hmm. what was kind of the, you're talking about how you had to write everything down. Yes. Uh, was there anything that how he influenced you how to do that? Or was there, how, how that come about? Um, well, my dad and I are similar in a lot of ways where we are, very meticulous in things that we do. And when we fall in love with something, we fall hard, whether it's a person <laughs> or a hobby or a music genre, like we are all in all the time. Uh -huh. And it was like, okay, so we need everything in the right place. We're competitive. So we don't want to be coming back to the house. We want to get it right. We want to be able to find it. We want to say we logged it. We want this awesome adventure, the story that goes with every single cache, even if there's some embellishments there. Um, <laughs> so having all the information we needed with us to have that great time, that adventure for every single cache. And, you know, Maybe we'd write down the information for 10 different caches when we go out, and maybe we'd only have time to do four, right. but we'd have it all there just in case something came up or it started to rain or it didn't mm -hmm. look like it was a great area or we just couldn't find the cache. Um, yeah. So it was my dad or myself that would be tasked with writing down the caches that he picked out. I'm not quite sure what went into the ones he decided that were the ones we were going for, but right. we would keep the notebook. My brother's handwriting was not very legible. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Mine, mine's still not. So that's, uh, that's no. fine. No. Yeah. So we, we maintained that. And then my brother and I would argue over who got to hold the notebook in the back seat, because of course that gave all the hints. So we'd know who right. would get it first. And right. We only had one GPS, so it'd get us in the general area and we'd all take off running like an Easter egg hunt and looking at all the possible places, you know, up in the trees, down under the bushes and, you know, kind of knocking each other out of the way, a little bit of like rugby out in the woods. And <laughs> it was great. Love it. Right. And I, and I love that you were, you still loved it as, as a, a kid, now that you're an adult and you're saying that you now have started starting the next generation of mm -hmm. your daughter. And yes. how did, when you, what was the, the experience of when you first took her out to geocache? If you remember. Well, <laughs> 
if I'm honest, the first time she wasn't that thrilled to leave the house. Um, you know, <laughs> kids are kids. Sometimes yep. they want to do yes. things. Sometimes they don't, whether mm -hmm. it's they're in the middle of doing something or they're just not in the mood to leave the house. Right. So she wasn't super jazzed about it. Mm -hmm. And um, I had the app downloaded on her phone. I had it on mine. So it was all pulled up so she could navigate and sort of participate. And the first time when I saw it first, she's also competitive. She's like, oh, I see how this goes. Okay. <laughs> and she's like, all right, it's okay. And I'm like, okay, let's find another one. And then the next one, she was like, oh, oh, it's over here. I got it. No, don't go in front of me. And you know, she just she got excited and just looking at the different sizes and um, not having them all be the same. They're not all peanut butter jars. They're not right. all uh, Tupperware. Like the little tiny micros are something mm -hmm. that she was really intrigued with, like the the bolts that unscrew. Right. And, you know, it's the challenge of it. So um, I think that really started it. And she's not a huge fan of when we go biking and there'll be like the bike trails that have one every 10th of a mile. They're right. usually mm -hmm. the same type of micro Those right. She's like, I don't really want to get on and off my bike. That doesn't interest me. But right. when we're out hiking in the woods and it's an ammo can, or it's just something different, a, a birdhouse that really entertains her more. Um, mm -hmm. And it was pretty cool. She's an only child, but she has a lot of close friends and we've been able to take some of the neighborhood kids and her girlfriends out geocaching with us. Um, so that's been pretty cool to share that experience. A couple of them yeah, have also right. downloaded the app and done that with their families mm -hmm. um, since then. So that's neat to be able to pass that. Right. On. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really like that because I mean, that's one thing that as we've been caching, I mean, of course, as you started off, you started mm -hmm. off young, we started off older um, a lot older, uh, with young kids, with young kids, very young, very, yeah. The two year old and Nikki was two and Curtis was four. Right. And then mm -hmm. we had a couple older, older boys there too, but just influencing that other generation, the next generation, because there's not, and this it saddens us is that there's not a lot of younger kids and teenagers that are actually out there mm -hmm. geocaching and right. just kind of getting, getting out there and experiencing this, this adventure that we've had. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really love that you've, you've grown up with it and you're, you're sharing that on to somebody else. I mean, geocaching is almost 22 years old now. Um, yeah. crazy know, to kind of, think about it that way. It oh, is, yeah. isn't it? And so, yeah, it's, it's almost 22. Um, and just seeing that is just really cool. What would be some, maybe some advice you'd give to those that are just starting to cash with kids? Hmm. Um, what advice would you give to them? Um, yeah. So I've got all sorts of advice, a whole list of don't do. Um, when you are looking at caches to do with kids, go for things that are bigger, um, regular and large size. When you pull up a cache that is that size, make sure it's been found recently. Look oh, yes. at some of the activity. Did it have comments about needing maintenance or having the coordinates be off or lots of poison ivy and bushwhacking involved. Um, yes. yep. <laughs> all of those things can sort of, you know, it makes it so you have to plan ahead a little bit more as right. a parent. Yeah. It's less spur of the moment, but it can make it a lot more enjoyable 
when you're looking for something that you know is there and that you're not going to come home having poison ivy all up your legs and hands and having to deal with that. Um, And maybe even have it, have not just the app downloaded, but those caches downloaded on your phone. So it's not up to reception, whether or not you have service Mm -hmm. and you can hand your child the compass and say, okay, let's follow the arrow. This means we're going North. And then bring little dollar store trinkets to trade and be like, okay, what gift do we want to leave the next kid? What little toy do you want to take with? And that can Mm -hmm. really make a world of difference. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. That's those are some really great tips in there. And mm-hmm. is that there's a lot of people, and of course, with our world where it's been, so many new people have started caching. Mm-hmm. And yes. I mean, it's just in, in flooded. I see posts on Facebook going, "Hey, we're going out for our first one this time. What some tips?" And well, it's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, listen to this." <laughs> and so it's just <laughs> yes, check these yes. out. So well, and and the tip about making sure you um, download it on your phone that is huge because I don't know how many times we. Uh, forgot to do that. Uh, even on our like, most recent trip to Washington State, we didn't mm-hmm. do it. Um, and you know, you get somewhere with poor reception or whatever. Or you know, for us, we have an autistic son. Uh, Curtis is autistic, and he would you can't find it, and mm, wow, it can it can it can uh, trigger a meltdown or two or a fit from um, <laughs> yeah. both of the kids fighting over who gets what that has actual reception. Yes, so. or even the parent. I mean, yeah. I <laughs> went out, um, I had a hard day at work and I said, you know what? There are new geocaches. I'm going out to this county park. I know there's no reception, but I'm good. I'm not going to think about it. The cache loaded on my page. I'm trucking, you know, five miles into the woods and I get there and I'm like, ah, I can't find it because I don't have reception. Like, I can't believe I drugged myself all the way out here <laughs> for nothing. And, you know, yep. I mean. It can be frustrating even when you're not a child. So yeah, yeah. that's actually because for all of us, right? It's yeah. so just <laughs> so as as parents and all that, we got a plan, and even like normal things, just so plan on how you're going to cash. Don't mm-hmm. sometimes it is fun to do it spur, spur the moment, yep. but there's other times if you want them to have fun, you, you like you've said, you got a plan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and do it in bite-sized amounts. You know, maybe yeah. me and my girlfriend can go caching for four hours straight and not have an issue, but maybe only plan two or three with your child. And if they're mm-hmm. ready for more, keep going. And if they're not, don't push it because you want them to be able to enjoy it and want to go next time without feeling like it's never ending. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's, yeah, we were doing, we've, we've, we've experienced a couple of times. Ourselves. And yeah, we have. And then also, I was doing a streak at one point and it was like every day it was like over a hundred days streak. And it's like, you're going cashing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it kind of, I was tired after a hundred days yeah. <laughs> of doing after every day. I don't even know how we'd never make it. Like some of the caches that you hear that had, have gone, what? A thousand, a thousand, thousand two thousand. Mm-hmm. Kudos to them. Yes. Yeah. My dad and I were just talking about that. Because even a couple of people have done like, you know, a 30-day challenge and you almost have to map out your area starting with mm-hmm. the furthest away cache that you're doing so that right. when you get a day that your time is crunched, you can grab a close one. But right. you really are making a commitment when doing a challenge like that. Yeah, yeah. you are. And it's, it, it is, that's a great starting off further out. And then also don't forget to plan for rainy days or weather days mm-hmm. that you, you can't mm-hmm. get up there. So that's where sometimes challenge caches come in nice, uh, actual challenge caches come in if you have those lined up there too. 
Now, something else that that I think is really cool, and we always talk about how geocaching is for everyone. And I didn't know for the longest time after watching your uh, TikTok that you're actually an amputee. Yes. So how how did not necessarily how that happened, <laughs> but how how is how has that changed your geocaching since that's happened? Or you has know, I feel like it actually brought me back into geocaching. Um, so I am a recent amputee. So I became an amputee of February, 2020. So it's been mm -hmm. roughly a year and a half oh, wow. and a baloney amputee. So just one leg. And mm -hmm. I felt like I needed small wins because there are things that I can no longer do and right. things that I might be able to do someday, but that are out of reach today. Mm -hmm. And uh, geocaching let me have that small win. And it is, right. you know, something that when you get that smiley face, that found mm -hmm. it, you can write a little story that feels right. great. You can choose the difficulty of terrain if it's walking on city sidewalks, if mm -hmm. it's walking up a hill at a park. And you get to choose um, how big of a challenge or commitment it is each day when you go out there, if it's one cache, if it's five, if it's an hour, if it's 10 minutes, and you get to take that win. And there are plenty of days that I sorted the caches that I was looking at by, you know, park and grab by handicap accessible when I wasn't feeling up to going more and I had my walker for balance. Um, mm -hmm. Other days where I felt like I could conquer the world and I was feeling better and I just had a trekking pole and I was going through a state park. And, you know, I feel like knowing there's something about knowing that there's like that little bit of a prize at the end mm -hmm. that makes it different than just walking around the block that is different than just going to the grocery store, than checking mm -hmm. the mail, than walking to the post office. There's something about, okay, I not only did this physical activity, but I distracted myself during it by searching for something else that then gave me a good feeling. So right. really interesting yourself in the activity, but improving your, your balance, your endurance, your whatever activity level is. And it's something that I've encouraged um, mm -hmm. some family members um, that have had knee surgery or back surgery. You know, it's just, Something little that, well, I don't really feel like getting up and doing much today. Okay, well, why don't we just go walk to the corner park and see if we can find this cash? And then it's, it doesn't feel like you're doing the exercise. It's not right. Sure. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so the, so you need to take some of that advice. And next time I have a surgery, <laughs> don't take me on a seven mile hike mm -hmm. three months later. Yeah, we yeah, it's, it's, yeah, we did the ape cash. We did the ape cash. Within yeah. Mm -hmm. No boundaries and limitations yeah. are important, and that's where, with the geocaching app or their website, using those mm -hmm. filters to see if it's pet friendly because you're walking with your dog, if it's handicap right. accessible, what the terrain is, those mm -hmm. things right. are super helpful. Yeah. Oh, and that and that's another point. Make sure that as you as a, a cash when you're placing or hiding a cache, mm -hmm. use those um, attributes so that we can search and find them. Correctly. And, and one that I've, cause we're doing, 
when we're doing CacheCon, which with the Geocache Talk Network at one time, we really were talking about handicap accessible caches. And mm-hmm. a lot of times people say it's a one that's not really a one. And, and I've yeah. even seen posts that it was a one and the reviewer here found it. And he goes, well, I think a wheelchair would have a hard time getting up that little hill. Yeah. And that's something that people have to think about when they do that. Mm-hmm. How, how frustrating is that for you? Oh my goodness. So frustrating. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's become more frustrating the more confident I've felt being on my prosthesis because I'll be like, okay, I can do a two and a half or I can do a three. And mm-hmm. then I'm out hiking and it very quickly goes from a two or a three terrain to a five. Right. And right. then I'm in a position where I'm almost there. Do I push it and risk it? And most of the time I do because I'm competitive and <laughs> I don't always make the best choices. Right. But um, or you have to turn around and give up and you feel defeated. And that's not mm-hmm. that's not fair. And a lot of times I have messaged the cash owner and I said, hey, there is no way this was a two. This would have been a four and a half or a five. Like that's a mm-hmm. huge difference. And I want you to know, like the terrain has either changed or you need to reevaluate some of your caches because even when you're bringing kids, my daughter is 12. There's mm-hmm. a difference in terrain that I'm okay with her participating right. in. Yes. So it, yeah. it's mm-hmm. very important to make sure it's accurate and being updated as, as climate changes, as the weather right. changes, paths the road, like it might not be what it was two years ago when you placed it. Right. And so true. So true. And you also have to think about different um, people's, um, abilities because I rem- I have a friend who was a um an airborne ranger and he's like well this is a f- they're saying this is a four train but this is like a one yeah but you're a, a ranger and you've been doing this kind right. of stuff <laughs> yeah. so yeah it's a lot easier for you so but you have to I know sometimes you it's maybe easier to maybe take the what you think the train is and maybe go up one if you have to um mm-hmm. just unless Unless that is, unless that's what or you're, get, or get another cashier's opinion so that yep. you can kind of, yep, beta test it. Mm-hmm. Definitely so. keeping Sorry. in mind what what your activity level is, because if you're someone that's out teaching Zumba classes four days a week, it's going to be you know a lot easier than if you're someone who works a desk job and right. sits mm-hmm. on those sides of your soccer, ki- your kids' soccer game than it is for that right. Zumba mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. So. Now, does your daughter still really like going caching now, or is she kind of phasing out of it a little bit? Because I know ours are kind of they're they're about the same age, and there's kind of mm-hmm. sometimes it, it they want to, and the most of the time it doesn't seem like they want to. So, is she still wanting to do that as much, or? So she was going for a while. We have a lot um, locally that she can bike to. That mm-hmm. a lot of the girl and boy scout troops in the area have placed, which okay. is fantastic. But um, lately, she hasn't been super thrilled. But I think I don't. I don't think it's necessarily against geocaching. It's been more against the family activities and that <laughs> asserting the independence. Yeah. Um, and the few times that it's been, well, I know you don't want to, but this is what we're doing. After we're out hiking, and um, a lot of our family ones do involve hikes, state parks, and stuff like that. So after we're out and just sort of in nature for a little while, she joins the group. She's happy. She's out looking for it and enjoying her time. Mm -hmm. She would never say, oh, one more, because she's just in that phase where she 
she's experiencing different things. She's um, new to middle school and mm -hmm. friends right. and, you know, it just, yeah, it's different right now, but mm -hmm. I'm thinking that she'll come back around since she falls in step really nicely when we are doing it as a family once we're out the door. Right. Yeah. And that's really great to also remember there are phases that mm -hmm. our kids go through and they start becoming more independent and sometimes they will not do geocaching. Uh, but just like you, like we said before, don't force it and maybe do it in smaller chunks. Yep. So, well, Ali, I have really appreciated you being here on it with us on geocaching with kids. Now, how, if anybody wanted to reach out on, find you on social media or on TikTok or however mm -hmm. else they want to find you, how would they do that? Sure. Um, so my handle on TikTok is Chiquita Pop 86, C H I Q U I T A P O P 86. Um, that's my main TikTok account. And then my geocaching one, goodness, we're going to test me, um, is Chiquita Pop 86, but it has underscore geocacher after it. Um, and then Instagram, same thing, Chiquita Pop 86, but it's a blend of my family life, my dog and geocaching. Um, so yeah, you can reach out direct message on any of those platforms and I'd love to touch base and answer questions or even hear about your experiences. Yeah. All right. Well, Isn't that the fun, the fun of it is swapping, uh, geocaching stories is always so much it's fun. It's always so much fun. Oh, yes. hey. I have one more question. Do you guys oh, yeah. still have your notebooks that you, you you created when you were a kid? That's a good question. You know, my guess is yes. My uh -huh. dad is really good at saving stuff like that. I will have to ask him about that. I haven't seen them recently, but considering he still has the GPS after, <laughs> you know, 20 plus years, I am sure he does somewhere. Yeah, that, that might make, make kind of a cool nostalgia Instagram post or a TikTok. Just, hey, these were mine yeah. when I first started. Just kind of blow everybody's mind away with it. Yeah, that would so be, that, be cool. That'd be cool. So, But thank you for joining us. And uh, I hope sometime that we'll actually be able to meet in person and actually go geocaching. That would be great. Thanks for having me. Wow, that was just such a fun interview and a lot of really cool information. Yeah, it was. So I, I really thought it was really neat how she started off back just about when geocaching started mm -hmm. and was caching as a, a kid. Mm -hmm. And then now she has her own kid that she gets to go caching with. Mm -hmm. And so it's just the two generations, that, that's just well, really her, cool. Her, her father, Chiquita Pop's father, too. Right, and her father got it started and just mm -hmm. how they've been able to keep up with, with the caching throughout these years. So I just thought that was really neat. Now, at the beginning of the podcast, we mentioned that you had to, Jess, you had to go to Joanne's to get some material. Yes. Why were you getting material while I was in Jackson County? Um, you want to say why, Nikki? Two words. Going caching. Well, exactly. Don't we go, aren't we going caching all the time, off and on? The event going caching. Oh, the event going caching in mm -hmm. Rome, Georgia. Mm -hmm. So, hey. so, so you had to go get some stuff to make our costumes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and those of you that don't know what going caching is, it is such a fun event uh, in Rome, Georgia. Um, 
where it's a lot of puzzles, but there's like a cosplay aspect to it and a whole bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of fun. Um, so, and this year's theme is the Roaring Twenties. So, Nikki, what are you going as? A flapper girl. Going as a flapper girl, Curtis? A gangster? A gangster? Mm, no. 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 No, not a gangster. What? Um, just the uh, 1920s. Yeah, you're going to be dressing up in a really cool 1920s outfit. Yeah. So I'm a nobody. No. 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 You're a 1920s um, kid. 1920s kid, maybe going out and have some fun. Mm-hmm. I'm going as a 1920s movie director. So maybe he's the grip boy? He could be a grip. He could be one of my assistants mm-hmm. for the movies. Hello, Hello assistant Curtis. And then, Jess, what are you just... Well, I'm going as a... Well, I'll, I'm not going as a flapper girl because as I put the patterns in front of you that I got, you were like, no, 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 <laughs> no. So my costume is going to be inspired by Downton Abbey. Okay, that's going to be really cool. But we're really looking forward to it. And there's a really cool aspect of it that's going to be really neat is that the Friday night before the play that they do, uh, we are going to be all involved in a 1920s radio-style show from the stage right there at at Going Cashing. Ooh, did you guys know that? No. So, we are. Yep, we're all we're all we're all gonna be we're all gonna be part of that. So you don't want to miss that. And there will be a video version of it that you won't be able you'll be able to see mm-hmm. um, as well. But we're gonna have the live audience there as we're kind of doing like the pre-show for the play itself. Nikki, it's gonna be awesome. Don't it, miss it. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So we will be going live that night uh, for ongoing caching, and that is with the, the Geocache Talk Network. With the Geocache Talk Network, there's several of us that are going to be there at it, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So you don't want to miss that. But I just want to thank the Geocache Talk Network for giving us this opportunity, uh, and we are having so much fun with this. And thank you so much. And if you have not become a patron yet, please go to thegeocachetalk.com and click on that button to become the patron. And it starts as little as three dollars a month. So and you get so much. Special things. I mean, even at Going Cashing, we're having a special patrons event. So if you are there, uh, go check that out as well. But thank you once again for joining us here at Geocaching with Kids. And remember, you can plan the outing, but you can't plan the adventure. All right, everybody. We'll catch you next month. Bye. Bye.